We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. So honored to have you with us today, folks. We've got a lot to tackle. Uh, my goodness. Uh, did you see the photographs, by the way, coming out of San Francisco? Absolutely insane. Honestly, it looked like the opening scene of Red Dawn. Remember that great movie? I'm not talking about the remake of Red Dawn. I'm talking about the real Red Dawn. The one that we all saw growing up and put the fear of God in us. Uh, geez, Lou. Um, it looks as though the Chinese have invaded San Francisco overnight and have apparently conquered uh, Northern California. So Chinese flags, as far as the eye can see, lining the streets of of San Francisco, people holding these big signs all written in Chinese, and uh, not an American flag in sight. And that's just the way the globalists want it to be. Uh, welcome to the show, folks, um, and uh, we'll keep you updated on the developments of the APEC Summit, which is uh, getting underway in San Francisco. Uh, So look, uh, last night, uh, no big surprise here, uh, Speaker Johnson and the Democrats are celebrating. Speaker Johnson, by the way, a Republican, and uh, he colluded with the Democrats to shove through this continuing resolution. Uh, It does not include a a single spending cut, but it certainly gives the the Democrats, everything they want. As a matter of fact, uh, you had a Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer yesterday saying how much he uh, enjoyed working with, with, the, with the House Speaker. And he was so glad that the House Speaker saw things the way the Democrats see things. So you can't make this stuff up. And apparently, uh, Speaker Johnson, at least the way he portrayed himself on this radio program for the, the years that he appeared on this show, appeared to be a conservative, uh, appeared to be a person of his word. Uh, but right now, uh, he's hanging out and having a good old time with, with the Democrats. So there you go. And uh, a little surprised. But uh, you had Republicans standing their ground. Unfortunately, uh, you also had a good number of Democrats siding with establishment Republicans to shove through uh, Speaker Johnson's big plan. Not a single spending cut at all. Now, look, I, I have a question about about uh, Kevin McCarthy and Tim Burchett and Mark Wayne Mullen and the, the Teamsters boss, uh, Sean O'Brien. 
You know, a lot of people are really upset about this, Todd. It was just a lack of decorum. We can't have we can't have members of Congress fighting each other. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, it's not like this hasn't happened in the past. I mean, quite frankly, you had uh, what Aaron Burr, remember him? You had the big uh, duels uh, back in the day. Uh, there was a time when you there was caning on Capitol Hill. So it seems to me that maybe maybe Congress has gotten a little squishy, and that's one of the reasons why um, we haven't been able to get anything done. Nothing wrong with a little bit of fear of the Lord in you. But I'm telling you, this. I saw the Teamsters boss, and right away I was ready to put down some money on Mark Wayne Mullen. I, th- I Honestly, I don't think he could have gone one round with the guy. I really don't. Mark Wayne Mullen is a tough dude. So let me back up here and explain all of this. This was transpiring as our show was ongoing yesterday. But uh, the Teamsters boss, Sean O'Brien, he is is a a man of, how shall I say this, small measure. And uh, he's one of these guys that goes out there and he does the name calling on Twitter. And uh, he's basically a, a, a digital bully. And you know, you know how it is with these bullies. Uh, typically, uh, they are not very sure of themselves. They're insecure, and they lash out. And this is their way of lashing out. And honestly, all it would have taken is Mark Wayne Mullen to pretend lurch. Have you seen the move? Pretend lurch, and the the Teamster boss would have literally run out of the Capitol building. So anyway, Mar- Senator Mullen, who is from Oklahoma. And you folks from Oklahoma, you can attest to this. You know, men are men and women are women in Oklahoma, by and large. Men are men, are men and women are women. And there was a time in American history when what happened yesterday was pretty commonplace. If you attack a man's character, you attack his good name, then you are invited to step outside like a gentleman and, and settle the disagreement. And normally that would end up with some person on the ground needing a nose job. That's the way things used to be in America. And you know what? It worked very effectively. It really did. So yesterday, you've got Mark Wayne Mullen, and I, I want to play the, um, uh, the, the audio, and I hope this is the long-form version of this, where Mark Wayne Mullen calls out the Teamster boss, Sean O'Brien. Cut one. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution every problem? No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shim. it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. All right. So <laughs> do you really think Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders would have been able to break up the, the, the fight here? I think Sanders would have had to have stepped out of the way. 
So anyway, uh, Mark Wayne Mullen was on um, Newsmax last night uh, talking to our good buddy Carl Higby about all of this. Uh, cut number five. And in 2022, the guy came out and, and said he wanted to bring the mob mentality back to the Teamsters. Well, if you're going to bring that back, I guess you've got to have this tough guy act. And that's what he thought he was going to do with me. The problem is, is that's not how we behave in Oklahoma. You know, some people say, is this behavior incumbent to a Senate, uh, to a senator? I, I don't know, but I will tell you this for sure. Um, that's not how we behave in Oklahoma, and I'm Oklahoman first. And so if you're going to run your mouth, you're going to be called out on it. And that's what happened here. How did you think it was going to go? And is there anything, Senator, that we did not see on camera? Yeah, the fear in his eyes when I stood up. He, 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 was, he was scared out of his mind uh, because he was very thankful that Bernie Sanders stopped us. After he said, okay, we can do it now, I thought, great, this is going to be a great day. I mean, no offense, but I really wasn't worried about the fight itself, uh, but I was ready to shut his mouth up. This guy, you can't continue to do this stuff. Too many times people, um, they, they get real tough on a keyboard because of social media, but when they get called on it, they actually may learn lessons. So maybe he learned a lesson because afterwards he was backpedaling saying, hey, listen, this is what I'm mad. I, let's go get a cup of coffee. Fine, if you want to have a cup of coffee. I fought a lot of guys in the cage and, and, uh, and competed a lot of times on the mat in jiu-jitsu and wrestling, and I'm good friends with them afterwards. We can shake hands and move on. We may be able to put this to bed, but I guarantee it won't run his mouth to me again. Wow, you could see the fear in his eyes. You know, the guy probably soiled himself. I, I can't verify that information, but, I mean, Mark Wayne Mullen, Senator Mullen, is, is a big guy. And also, you don't want to mess with a guy from Oklahoma with a double first name. I mean, somebody named Mark Wayne's coming at you, you better run very fast. But look, he's got a point here, and the senator has a point. This is, this is not how you deal with things in Oklahoma. And I will just extend that to the southern states, too. You're going to come and you're going to make accusations about a man and his, and his character. You got what's coming to you. And honestly, folks, I, and, and I know this may put me in the minority because a lot of people are very, very upset about this. It's the decorum. How can you violate the decorum of Washington, D.C.? Well, okay. Uh, decorum and Washington, D.C., not exactly words that are normally found in a sentence together. So come on, give me a break. But in all seriousness, I think I think a fight at the Capitol, I think it would have been good for the country. And I, I agree with the senator. I suspect if the Teamster boss is is truly a man, um, once he's once he's finished stopping the bleeding of the nose, I think he would understand the error of his ways. And uh, he would and you know what Senator Mullen would do? He would lend uh, he would lend his hand help pull him off of the ground, dust him off a little bit, get him some first aid, and I think that they'd be drinking a cold one together by the end of the day. But then again, we're dealing with the union boss, so I don't know. It's a, it's a crapshoot, but a lot of people are really upset about this. I see absolutely nothing wrong with how this, how this gentleman uh, handled himself. Uh, by the way, you know what I would like to say? Yes, Dylan, I know. Um, AOC and MTG. Now, that... Anybody want to see a cat fight? <laughs> wow. I got MTG. You know what? AOC wouldn't even show up. I broke a nail. Oopsie. Then you've got Tim Burchett from Tennessee. And I'm going to have to talk to the congressman. We're friends. But I got a problem here. Because there was actually physically violence perpetrated on him. And he did not retaliate. 
And I think this brings great dishonor and shame to the volunteer state. You know why? Because, and and this is why, by the way, Mark Wayne Mullen did what he did, because he understood this philosophy that I'm about to share with you. Because Tim Burchett, when he got, when he got elbowed in the kidneys by Kevin McCarthy uh, in the hallway up on Capitol Hill, and he did nothing, it makes all of us in the volunteer state look like wusses. I mean, at that point, you have, it's not that you've got a, a constitutional duty. You've got a duty as a Tennessean, sir, to turn around and smack the living daylights out of Kevin McCarthy. I'm just, I, I'm just talking here, folks. So here's what I said. I mean, there's a lot of violence happening up on Capitol Hill. And again, I don't think it's a bad thing. So here's Tim Burchett claiming that Kevin McCarthy hit him. And by the way, an NPR reporter, National Public Welfare Radio reporter was there. I don't know if she was you know, begging for change or what, but she was there and she saw all of this going down and McCarthy's denying it. It never happened. It never happened. Well, the NPR reporter says, yeah, it did happen, and other lawmakers were there. I mean, this was done in front of of witnesses, this physical assault on Tim Burchett's kidneys. Cut number three. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back. And it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was there was Kevin, and um, and I, I for a minute I was kind of what the heck just happened. And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him. Of course, he's a as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with seventeen million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he he. Uh, from behind that kind of stuff it you know that's not the way we handle things in east tennessee we, we if we have a problem with somebody i'm gonna look them in the eye and, and talk to him. okay so he walked down the hallway hit you in his elbow with his elbow yeah you, you then, can you can go on claudia's twitter account it it, it pretty much um or x account it, right. it, it it's, it's very accurate but, okay so then just explain so you chased him what, what do you mean you chased well, him? i just ran after him i was like what the heck you know why'd you do that you know because it was a uh, like I said, it, if you ever been hit in the kidneys, it's a little little different. You don't have to hit very hard to cause a little bit of pain, a lot of pain, and and so I and he just, of course, um, as he always did, does he just uh, denies it or uh, uh, blames somebody else or something, you know? And it was just a little heated, but I just backed off because there wasn't any. I saw no reason. I wasn't gaining anything from it, and then everybody saw it, so it didn't really matter. But he responded to you. Yeah, yeah, he just acted like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, who are you to, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, you know, I think that's that's symptomatic of the problems that he, he's had in his short tenure as speaker. And were you face-to-face when you had this interaction? Yeah, yeah but there's security detail, and I get it. They had to, they were doing their job, so it wasn't exactly like he didn't, he wouldn't turn around and face me. He, he kept scurrying, trying to keep people between me and him. These blasted reporters, they never ask the important questions. Why didn't you slug the guy, right? That's that's what I would have asked. And then, oh, well, can you show us exactly where, sir, where Congressman Burchett did he slug you? So only the Claudia chick he's talking about is Claudia Grisales. She is a reporter with National Public Welfare Radio. She was there, and to her credit, she reported literally the blow-by-blow, 
And apparently, and, and I'm going to go through this, it's fascinating, um, Burchett actually asked McCarthy, why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? And then Burchett looked back and said, jerk. Well, all right, he's a good Baptist, so he's not going to get salty in the language. Anyway, Claudia says, I asked if he had done that before, and Burchett said, no. That's when the chase ensued. Burchett took off after McCarthy. Wait a second, I didn't know this. He took off after McCarthy and the detail, and she chased behind him with the microphone. Now, here's what Burchett should have done. He should have grabbed the woman's microphone and used that as a weapon. Burchett's chasing him back. He says, you got no guts, Kevin, you got no guts. He says, what kind of a chicken move is that? (laughs) That's great. This has to be on video somewhere. Anyway, that's it. So uh, this is terrible. Come on, Burchett. You got to, McCarthy should be sporting a black eye, sir, today. By the way, this happened to me once. I was covering one of these Hillary Rodham Clinton meetings and I never did like that. I had a big problem covering the Hillary campaign. She had a lot of lesbians following her, a, a big, adoring mob of, of, of lesbians. And I got nothing against the lesbian people. They're lovely ladies. Anyway, um, but some of them are just downright rude. And then, the, then there are men who look like they're lesbians, but they're not. And those guys are horrible. And they're just, so this big old dude comes up to me one day. I'm walking around. I have my Fox mic flag and you know, a lot of my other, co- oh, we've got to take a break here. I'm going to finish this story after the break, but it does involve um, shoving a microphone up someone's small intestine. So you're going to want to stick around and hear that story. We'll be right back. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or ship to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. So so anyway, I was surrounded by all these liberals, and uh, you had a bunch of uh, Hillary Clinton um, uh, Hillary Clinton gals wearing the polyester and the hemp sweaters and the Mexican man shoes, and then you had these pajama boy snowflakes, and one of them was a big old fella, and I was interviewing somebody, had my Fox News flag out, and um, somebody grabbed, so what, this guy grabs the microphone and tries to jerk the microphone out of my my hands. And I just calmly, I was interviewing somebody at the time, and I said, excuse me for just a moment. And I said, sir, you've got three seconds to either release your hand from this microphone or else this microphone is going to be shoved up your small intestine. And guess what he did? He let go. I mean, that's that's what you have to do. I mean, you want to be nice and polite about it. And, 
And I thought Senator Mullen was very nice and polite with how he handled the Teamsters boss. But you know what? Ultimately, these bullies are cowards, and they're going to back down, just like that dude did, the pajama boy snowflake. So there you go. It, all that to say, I don't have a problem with these men behaving as men should behave in these types of situations. But if I were Burchett, I'd have gone after McCarthy. All right, got to take a break here. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. New number, I'll say it again, 901-260-5926. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypillow.com slash starns. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypillow.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. All right, happy to have you back with us, ladies and gentlemen. Our telephone number, it's a new one, so get get used to this one. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Want to go to the phones, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Lex is on the line. Hi, Lex, what's going on? Hi, yeah, I wanted to talk about that Mayorkas vote. Before I do, I wanted to pass my condolences on to President Trump for the loss of his sister. I read his social media posting, and they were just tugging at my heartstrings. President Trump is such a loyal, loving family man. Those postings he put out there about his sister, they just brought a tear to my eye. Did they bring a tear to your eye? Well, it was... um... I mean, the president, and I will say this, Lex, and I appreciate the call, uh, the president and his sister were incredibly close, and um, it was uh, just a tragedy. Of course, uh, uh, Judge Marianne Trump Barry uh, uh, died um, earlier this week. She was 86 years old, and um, it's an incredibly it's an incredibly sad, sad story. And so I think the entire family, we had Kimberly Guilfoyle on the show yesterday, and um, and uh, they will be at the funeral. So it's sad. I mean, it's uh, whenever you lose a loved one, it's uh, it's a heartbreaking situation. Want to go to the this story out of Las Vegas? And those of you that follow us on our social media pages, um, and Lex, we appreciate your uh, sincere condolences to the Trump family. Um, this story out of Las Vegas, and this is this is heartbreaking. So there was a, a a teenage boy, his name is Jonathan Lewis, and he was defending a friend who was um, being bullied and harassed by this gang of black thugs. 
And by the way, I just have a question about this. I want to throw this out there. I got called out this week. Uh, someone said that using the term black thugs is racist. But we also call out white thugs when white thugs do things. Uh, but here lately, and it's actually for a long time now, it's been the black thugs that are causing mayhem in America. And we've got a big problem in this country. I don't think it's racist to point out the skin color of the victims here. Because let's just back up. Jonathan Lewis was beaten to death by at least eight, as many as ten black teenagers. He was basically lynched without a rope. Now, if the races have been reversed here, if Jonathan had been black and the mob of ten whites would have been the 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 aggressors here, ladies and gentlemen, this is all we would be talking about. President Biden would have canceled would have canceled his trip to communist San Francisco. He would have held press conferences. You would have had every news organization in the country in Las Vegas, every civil rights activist. There would be marches in the streets. I guarantee you the casinos would be burning down right now if the the races had been reversed. But the reality is that the life of this 17-year-old white kid doesn't matter in progressive America. We've got a big problem in this country with black-on-white crime. Black-on-black crime is at epidemic levels. Black-on-white crime is pretty darn close, but nobody wants to talk about that. They really don't. I mean, that's a topic that you're not allowed to even discuss on Fox News Channel. But it's a reality. Here's Here's the police talking about the suspects here. And, and when you hear this, understand there will be no hate crime charges filed. Do you, think, do you think there would have been hate crime charges filed if the victim would have been black and the aggressors white? Cut 19. As I mentioned earlier, as a result of our investigation, we were able to identify eight of those ten subjects. And based on that investigation, we, we conducted an apprehension operation this morning with the FBI criminal apprehension team and members of our major violators and narcotics bureau. During that operation, we were able to arrest all eight subjects, and we executed nine search warrants at various residences throughout the Las Vegas Valley. During those search warrants, detectives were able to obtain numerous clothing from the residences that the suspects wore during the attack on Mr. Lewis. All subjects that were arrested in this incident range from the age of 13 to 70, 17. All are juveniles and all were booked into the Clark County Juvenile Hall on charges of murder. The case will now be cl- turned over to the Clark County District Attorney's Office, who we've been in close coordination with, and will go through the normal steps of determining, uh, for, uh, going through the normal steps for them to be certified as an adult. As the undersheriff mentioned in this investigation, is far from over. Uh, we've identified eight of the ten we are believe are responsible for the murder, but through our PIO office we will be pushing out additional pictures of two individuals that we have yet to identify that participated in the incident and uh, with the uh, requesting assistance from the community with identifying them. Uh, I also want to secondly ask anybody in the community that if you have know anybody who witnessed this, if you see video of this from social media, please don't be, don't just believe we have it. There's a high likelihood that there's additional video out there that we don't have. 
I encourage anyone, if you have that video, to please contact the LVMPD homicide section, or if you wish to remain anonymous, that video can be shared through Clark County, uh, through um, Crime Stoppers in Nevada. Uh, that information is very necessary in investigations like this and has helped us greatly in this investigation. They they literally beat this kid to death. I mean, they kicked and pummeled him. The, the video, and you can see it for yourself, it's horrifying. And the, the poor kid, 17-year-old Jonathan Lewis, a white kid, was just sticking up for a friend who was being bullied. And and yet there is, there's no national outrage. Where's the White House coming out and saying, hey, we've got to talk about black-on-white crime. Why are, why are we not having these kinds of conversations? And the, and the reason is very clear. When you have a philosophy and your governing philosophy is that black lives matter and no other lives matter, then that's what you get. Just a few nights ago in, in Memphis, in downtown, there was a gentleman, 32 years old, and uh, he is in his postdoctoral studies at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and just a wonderful young man. He came to Memphis to help children. His wife was about to start a job at St. Jude, and they have a, a, they have a small daughter, a little girl. And they were out for a walk in a, a very um, wealthy section of Memphis near the brand-new Tom Lee Park, $62 million Riverside Park, the Mississippi River. And these two black people um, got out of the car, and they put a gun to the head of the wife. And as the reporting goes, um, and they demanded that the husband turn over all, all of his belongings, which he did. He complied. And then they tried to go after the wife, and that's when uh, he intervened, and he was killed. He was shot in cold blood right in front of his wife and their daughter. They watched him die. Their lives are changed forever. But you're not going to hear about that on the national news, right? You're not going to hear about that. Imagine if you would have had a well-to-do black man and his wife and their child, and he was out walking, and all of a sudden... Uh, two white people come up, and they just they, they gun him down. That's national news. You don't even have to guess. It's national news. So I'm curious, as maybe we can have this conversation, and it's a difficult one to have, because what you're beginning to realize, ladies and gentlemen, is that in America, white lives don't matter. They just do not. And that is very clear. Here's one of the... Um, Here's one of the residents in downtown Memphis talking about this gentleman's death. Cut number nine. But the guy came up and basically was like, give me everything you got. And the husband um, tried to defend his family and tried to fight the guy off. The guy ended up pulling the gun out and shooting him. I could have been walking out here and he could have caught a stray. So it's uh, it's very disheartening. You know, the, the whole reason that I moved to this area of downtown was because of how... Um, little crime there is how safe it is it sounds like that man has a small child the first thing this gentleman ought to be doing is getting a realtor and getting the hell out of there because unfortunately he is a white guy and his life does not matter i mean that's the messaging here is that only some lives in america in progressive modern day america only matter i know i know it's it's a controversial topic but if we can't talk about it here among friends all across the nation, then where else can can we talk about these issues? Cut number 10. 
I was driving when Anastasia called me Monday morning and I just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I thought I, I did, I misunderstood her. And then when she finally explained what happened, I mean, I just burst into tears and I just was sobbing on the side of the road. Anastasia said that the guy had, was pointing the gun at her stomach. And so Alexander was trying to protect her and said, don't point the gun at my wife, you know, and she really wanted to make sure people knew that he died trying to protect her and Barbara. They were so excited to be there and they found this great apartment and Alex loved his new lab and Anastasia would, had been looking for jobs and finally found one with Sister Star in December at St. Jude's as well and Alex's dream was for them to stay and have careers here and raise their daughter here uh, and if they have to go back to Russia, I think that his death really would have been in vain. Came here to this country to be a doctor, to learn how to help people. That's it's 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 pathetic is what it is. So, look, you've been seeing the videos now. I was uh, reading the New York Post this morning and uh, they've got the videos of all of the weekend uh, crime surges in the Memphis area. It's gone national now. And a state representative was on KWAM, our flagship radio station, our radio host in the morning, Ben Dieter. I mean, he went he jumped on him like a pit bull on a pork chomp this morning. Because the state lawmaker, who's a Democrat, he was justifying the all of the pillaging and the plundering of the convenience stores and the FedEx, the FedEx truck. So this, you've seen the videos, a uh, bunch of thugs, um, some. I don't know if there are any thuggets in the FedEx issue. There were some thuglings, and they were swarming the truck. They blocked the truck in traffic, and they just took everything they could possibly find. So the. The state representative who handles Memphis represents a large swath of Memphis said on the morning show today that that this is an issue of the oppressed versus the oppressor, that these young people, they're just hungry and poor. Well, let me just say this. They are some of the best dressed, poor, hungry people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm looking at just at the shoes and we're looking at $100, $200 sneakers that a lot of these kids are wearing. And I get it. You got to have good footwear on your feet if you're going to run away from a crime scene. I get that. And they're waving around the AR-15s and they're, they're, they're running out of the store with booze, with liquor and beer because they're hungry, of course, poor and starving. And they're, they've got boxes and boxes of ho-hos. And I mean, it's whatever is, whatever is not nailed down was going out that door. And it happened in multiple um, supermarkets, little uh, convenience stores around the country, around the the city. And the guy says they're only doing it because they're hungry. And the reason why they robbed the FedEx truck is because they saw an opportunity to steal the flat screen TVs and to turn that money into cash so they could go buy food. Are you are you are you understanding this? You have elected leaders that are now justifying the looting and the pillaging and plundering that is happening across America. And it just seems to me, if, if hunger really is the issue here, and you don't have the wherewithal to go down to your local church or your local food bank to ask for help, then why would you not rob and pillage and plunder the local Kroger store or the Winn-Dixie or the Piggly Wiggly? It just seems to me if, if hunger and, and poverty is really the issue here, that's that's where you would go. But I will say this. I think it's offensive 
that this state lawmaker is just assuming that poor people are criminals. Because most of the poor people I knew and I know are not criminals. They're hardworking, good, and decent people. They may not be able to eat a filet mignon, but by golly, they're going to live within their means, and they're going to take advantage of whatever programs might be out there for them. But anyway, it's a mess. I'm telling you, it is an absolute mess out there, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why is very simple. We put Democrats in charge. That's that's the only reason. It's We put the Democrats in charge. Democrats came in and said, no need to parent your kids. We'll do that. We'll build community centers. We're going to build you basketball courts. Well, guess what? The community centers are run down now, and the basketball courts, one of them, they actually tried to set on fire. So that's what's going on in Memphis. That's what's going on in Las Vegas. And that's what's going on right now in communist San Francisco, which if you are late to the show, ladies and gentlemen, sometime overnight, the Chinese conquered San Francisco. The Chinese flags flying all over the city today. Not a single American flag in sight. Let that let that sink in. All right. Uh, 901-260-5926, our telephone number. That's 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six, and I hope these stories illustrate and demonstrate the two-tiered justice system in America, because it is a very real and very clear and present danger to all of us, ladies and gentlemen. That, that that's just the way it is. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, I've got to, I've got an update. We've got an update, ladies and gentlemen, on the situation at Rhodes College, the Presbyterian school. The kids getting a little pervy in the pews today. So look, the uh, chaplain at the Rhodes College, a Christian school, got in uh, got a little hot water earlier this week. We broke the story on the on the show, and uh, she was wanting to bring a dominatrix onto campus to show the good Christian children how to. Um, how to have a little bit of a rumble in the sheets, if you will, and uh, was doing a, um, a, a bondage, a sex and bondage seminar, BDSM 101. And so anyway, um, uh, people were really riled up about this, reached out to us, and we did the story. We told you about it earlier. So they canceled it, and now the children at Rhodes College are very upset, and today they are staging a protest this afternoon. I think it's like 5.30 um, over at Rhodes College. I may have to go to this. I may have to sneak in to see what, what uh, what's going down. Now, we don't know what's going to happen at this BDSM protest. Those Presbyterians can get a little frisky from what I hear. But um, they're going to be, they're really upset. And they believe, they believe there is room at a Christian school for a BDSM workshop. And as a matter of fact, um, they make a joke about it. I think they make a joke about it uh, because they're talking about, um, well, I've got to call this up here. And uh, I'll read the uh, from the official. Um, oh, here we go. It's called, or they call it, be there or be a prude. So I guess we all have to be there. And uh, they want us to support open and positive speech on sexuality, as well as Chaplain Beatrix's. Oh, her name is Beatrix, and uh, her co- her positive influence on the Rhodes community. So only five thirty, Rhodes College. If any of you folks in Western Tennessee, Eastern Arkansas, uh, might want to 
go over to the uh, grocery store, get some Orville Redenbacher, and uh, enjoy the show. And no, I, Dylan, I don't know. I think you have to bring your own whips and bedroom restraints. I, yeah, I think the college is going to provide the wet wipes, but that's about it. All right. Well, you know, those Presbyterians are very, you know, they like to hold on to the uh, pennies. Penny pinchers, those Presbyterians. All right. We'll be right back, America. Stick around. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. The fire destroyed Jewish community members to attend the March for Israel in Washington, D.C., and we were proud of the significant number who traveled to the event. The buses that were hired to take over 900 participants from Dulles International Airport to the site of the march failed to appear, delaying the arrival of many or most in our group. We have learned that this was caused by a deliberate and malicious walk-off of drivers. Fortunately, many were able to travel to the march, and we are grateful for the drivers of those buses that arrived. While we are deeply dismayed by the disgraceful action are resolved to proudly stand in solidarity with the people of Israel, to condemn anti-Semitism, and to demand the return of every hostage held by Hamas has never been greater. This has been confirmed by the bus company of their drivers and what has happened. All right. Um, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, Hour 2 underway. Uh, that, that announcement was made yesterday on the tarmac at Dulles International Airport in Washington. Uh, We understand as many as a 1,000 Jewish uh, people and allies of Israel were left stranded when the bus drivers just walked off the job. And the the Jewish Federation in Detroit will not name the bus companies, but I think we need to know the names of those companies uh, that are hiring these these Jew haters, these anti-Semites. I mean, this is unacceptable. But in spite of that, um, over 300,000 people, it may have been 400,000 people, there were so many people in Washington, D.C. And, and what, what a sign of unity to see so many people standing together side by side, Christians and Jews marching together uh, in support of the nation of Israel. And, and I think that is a good thing. But we've got to start fighting back here, folks, against anti-Semitism and that's why I'm excited to have our next guest on. He is the congressman from Tennessee's 8th Congressional District, happens to be my congressman, and I'm proud to call him my congressman, David Kostoff. Congressman, hope you're doing well today. Hey, Todd, good afternoon. Thank you for having me today. What was what was that like yesterday, uh, Congressman? I mean, it was just a sea of people in our nation's capital. You know, the, the estimates that you probably reported on, it could be as many as 300,000 that were that were at the rally. And I think it was important for a number of reasons. One is, uh, I, I, that show of strength, those, those vast numbers, it's really important, Todd, for the nation to see. Because, as you know, on, on news coverage and, and on social media, you've seen these, frankly, these pro-Hamas uh, demonstrations, some pro-Palestinian, what have you, 
which which uh, purport to be large numbers, and I don't know whether people really, some of those people that attend those really know what they're advocating for. But the, the Jewish people in this nation know that they are under constant attack. You think about it, Todd. People, Jewish people in this nation, well, really everybody, went to bed on October the 6th, and they woke up on October the 7th to a different world. I'm convinced that you have a number of people, Jewish people in this country, who went to bed on October the 6th as progressives, and they woke up as conservatives the next day because of because of what happened and, and the response that... Um, they know that Israel, and frankly the United States and other allies of Israel, need to uh, need to take in this nation. But I will say that from the Memphis area, and as you know, I represent part of Memphis, we had about 200 people from Memphis that came up to participate in this rally, and we hosted them in the Capitol yesterday afternoon. Um, they were they were really glad they were here. They were part of something historic. And uh, they got to see the the commitment from their elected officials that we do stand with Israel. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that, and I want to get to your um, your, your legislation because I think this is so vitally important. Uh, and your legislation uh, that you have introduced, um, along with Congressman Brad Schneider, and he's the Democrat from Illinois, so it's bipartisan, w- would revoke the tax exempt status to nonprofits that are supporting Hamas. Or any terrorist activity, it would support. It would. It would. You're exactly right. It would. It would revoke tax exempt status for any nonprofit, any 501c3 that supports terrorist activity, uh, that gives material support for for terrorism or for terrorist activity. Think about that. That's a powerful tool. You think about these nonprofits that uh, so many, and, and and obviously we have a. We have a large number of nonprofits that do really good things for uh, for people all across this country. Um, but there are some, there may be some, that do lend support to terrorism or to terrorist activity that be able to threaten their tax-exempt status if they give any financial aid to terrorists in this country or around the world. That's a... Uh, that's a really powerful tool. So we, to your point, Todd, we introduced it yesterday. It is bipartisan. Uh, I know I serve on the Ways and Means Committee, which, of course, has jurisdiction over over tax and, and trade. So that bill has been assigned to our committee, and I look forward to debate in our committee on, on this issue, and hopefully to get it, uh, hopefully to get it uh, a vote on that sometime in the in the near future. You know, Congressman, I'm I'm stunned that you would even have to introduce legislation like this. I, I'm curious if, uh, in the investigative process, have you guys been able to determine how many um, of these groups may be operating here in the United States? So that's a that's a good question, and I know that that there have been some some organizations that we've been able to trace back to. There's some like. Um, American Muslims for Palestine, Islamic Relief Worldwide, the Zakat Foundation of America, and and, and there are others. So this will this will root it out, and obviously we're going to try to build support not only on the Republican side, but on the on the Democrat side, and you know hit hit these organizations 
where it hurts, and that's in their pocketbook. Well, I like to see that. Uh, speaking of hitting where it hurts, I have to ask you, you haven't been in any fistfights up on Capitol Hill, have you? <laughs> you know, yesterday was a was a pretty wild day between uh, elbows, allegedly the kidneys, and uh, uh, possible MMA uh, former fighters and in uh, committee hearings and, and whatnot. You know, the, the the members of Congress here, at least the congressmen in the House of Representatives have, have been here for, I don't know, 10 or 11 weeks straight. These are, you know, these are uh, been some uh, pretty uh, high tense and uh, high intensity uh, uh, issues that have been debated. And, you know, the Teppers are, the Teppers are, are afraid. But I, I will tell you that I'm trying to keep a, an even keel and I'm fighting hard for conservatives and for conservative causes. And you know what? We just have to stay focused and get our job done like adults. Uh, exactly. I, I I love it. My money would be on Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. My philosophy is anybody from Oklahoma with two names for their first name, you don't want to mess with that guy. I'm just... <laughs> He's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yes, he is. By the way, I you know I, I wanted to bring this story up. Um, and again, you do represent a swath of of Memphis, and uh, we have been we're now in national news. I was looking at the New York Post this morning, and uh, they've got the videos of the, what happened with the the violence over the weekend, which was just insane. Um, a St. Jude doctor uh, gunned down in front of his wife and small child in in downtown. Congressman. Um, what what do you tell the people of Memphis who feel like they're living in in a war zone and they feel somewhat helpless that really nobody's out there doing anything? You know, I think back to when Todd, I, I was the United States Attorney for the Western District of Tennessee fifteen years ago or so under under President George W. Bush. It matters. You've got to have you've got to have law enforcement and prosecutors all and judges all on the same side, so to speak. Uh, Memphis doesn't have enough policemen, and and I will tell you that, of course, I represent 20 counties, and so you could probably interview Todd, any congressman, and they will tell you what my sheriffs and my police chiefs tell me in my district. They can't hire enough people. Uh, I I think that over the past, I don't know, uh, eight, ten years or so, starting with uh, with Obama and uh, and and uh, the uh, focus on what happened in Ferguson, Missouri, maybe even before then, that law enforcement in this country had been made the boogeyman. And, and that is a shame because you've taken a lot of really good men and women who want to go to work and want to do the right thing, and they're, they're scared to do their jobs. that they may, be, they may be prosecuted because they pulled somebody over. And I'm not trying to be funny about this. I'm being absolutely serious. So in, in Memphis and a lot of other places, you don't have enough law enforcement. They need more police. Second thing is, as a again, I'm a former United States attorney. As a prosecutor, you've got to send the signal out, like I did when I was the U.S. attorney, and I worked with uh, at that time our District Attorney General Bill Gibbons, and we had a police chief and a sheriff and a and and federal law enforcement that would say. If you commit a crime and we catch you, you're going away for a long time, especially a, a violent crime. And in Memphis, they don't hear that from the from the district attorney general. When you've got prosecutors who look like uh, they're more interested in going after cops than robbers, and they're sending that message out, you've got a real problem. So the bad guys think 
that there, that there are no repercussions and there's no punishment. And, and last, I talked about the judges. When you've got when you have judges who, uh, the, especially in our in, in Memphis, juveniles know that they are likely not going to be detained, that they're not going to be locked up, that they're going to get uh, ankle bracelets that uh, that don't have any effect, then they don't care. So you've got to have you've got to have law enforcement, prosecutors, and judges all singing off the same song sheet. Well, I, I just know that um, a lot of people are, are just, it's getting to the point where people are shutting down businesses and, and moving elsewhere, and, and we don't want that. You know, we um, we believe in West Tennessee, and it's just going to, you know, again, people are going to have to wake up, and they have to be reminded that elections have consequences. So there you go. Uh, you're, you're exact, it, it matters who's in charge, whether we're talking about the district attorney general or the president of the United States. That's it, and and so you're you're exactly right. Elections have consequences, and everybody's got the right to complain. But I tell you what, they better participate in the process and go out and vote. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Congressman David Kostoff, my congressman from uh, West Tennessee. Congressman, always appreciate having you on the program. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right, there you go. One of the good guys up on Capitol Hill, and. Geez, a loop. Yeah, it's it's rough out there, and elections have consequences. And uh, folks need to be aware of that in places like uh, San Francisco, which is currently under communist China rule, and Washington, D.C., where they're literally having to lock up the toothpaste and the toilet paper. You're not even allowed to go into a store and actually purchase things. It has to be brought to you after you pay for it. I mean, that's how insane it's gotten. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. Give us a holler, 901-260-5926. That is our nationwide telephone number, 901-260-5926. You know, everybody knows that the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something as silly as a a tick bite. You and your company, you and your family need to be prepared. And that's what we've done here, and that's where the wellness company comes in. You see, the wellness company and their doctors are all medical professionals, Dr. Peter McCullough and his great team. You can trust these guys, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. I have several for the Stearns family. you you got to be ready for anything, and this medical emergency kit actually contains an assortment of life-saving medications. And all you have to do is order them online from the wellness company. We're talking about things like ivermectin and the z The medical emergency kit also provides a guidebook to help you in all of these life-saving and how to use these life-saving medications from anthrax to tick bites uh, to COVID, even to a bioweapon. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. And we talk about this all the time, folks. We have to be prepared. So give them a look. Uh, we got to take a break here. But during the break, check out TWC Health slash Starns. That's TWC dot health slash Starns. TWC dot health slash Starns. Use my promo code Starns. That will activate a 10% savings bonus. That's a pretty good deal. Again, twc.health slash darns. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. I'm, I'm just curious. How many of you out there are incredibly frustrated 
that our Republican Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, actually colluded with Democrats to shove through this continuing resolution that does not include a single, not a single cut to spending. So we're talking about spending levels that were passed when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, and they have yet to be dropped or lowered at all. And Congressman Chip Roy, I I think, did a terrific job conveying his frustration uh, just a few moments ago on the the House floor. Let's, Let's take a listen to that. One thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. Well, okay. it's a fair point. I mean, in, in all seriousness, how are you going to and how are you going to campaign Republicans? I mean, what are you going to be able to get out there and campaign on? in the in the fall you know it's coming up pretty darn quickly folks it really is and the concern a lot of conservatives have especially in some of these tighter tighter districts is there is no wiggle room that because of what speaker johnson has done here he's actually jeopardizing the republican majority in in the house of representatives so i'm just curious what recommendations do you have for the republicans what is it they ought to be campaigning on in the mid to, in the uh, in the fall elections next year? It's it's going to be here. We've got the holidays coming up, so you're going to be well into January or February. And by the way, not a single person, not a single person, has been uh, impeached. That's not going to happen. So what do you go and, and what do you tell the people? Let me ask you: Are you donating money right now to the Republican Party? Because we know what they're spending it on. They're spending it on Ron and McDaniel's hair and makeup bill, over $100,000. And they're spending it on these big dollar events that the Republicans are hosting in these five-star resorts. I mean, it's very lavish. They live, as we say here in Tennessee, high on the hog. So I'm curious, how many of you have decided, yeah, you know, that's it. I'm not giving to the Republican Party. I'll help out a candidate here or there, but yeah, uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna let him squander our hard earned money. And for what? It's been a losing proposition so far. All right, we've got to take a break here. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Todd Stern's radio show. First, a couple of uh, housekeeping matters here, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up at uh, 3 o'clock today, 3 o'clock Eastern, the Todd Stern's TV show will be on the air at Newsmax, and you can watch that on all of their digital platforms. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Congressman Andy Biggs is going to join us. Uh, that is going to be a wild conversation. Also coming up, John Cooper 
uh, from the awesome band uh, Skillet will be here as well, and we'll have a great conversation uh, with him uh, too. Uh, the other the other items uh, we've been we were promoting for a couple of days this big uh, this big event at uh, Trinity South Haven Trinity uh, Church in South Haven Mississippi, and they do a really cool thing at Christmas time. Uh, they go out and they buy brand new toys and they create a toy store specifically for impoverished families. So families that may they may just have a few dollars, uh, well they'll be able to use those few dollars uh, to buy brand new you know state of the art toys. Uh, and we we've done that and you know they were going to do that through our generosity. So we were just asking for seventy five hundred dollars. That's what that's what our goal was seventy five hundred bucks. And I know Dylan was like, well, geez, Luton, I can just pay for that right out of my weekly check. And I'm like, no, 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 that's very kind, very generous of you, Dylan. But no, let's let everybody take part. We don't want to deny someone their blessing, right? So uh, so anyway, uh, yesterday, uh, Ben Dieter, who was leading the charge, and uh, Earl Farrell, who is our afternoon drive host on KWAM, uh, they went out there to Lander's Nissan in South Haven. Folks, during our program yesterday, and Landers Nissan said, you know what? We're going to match everything up to $7,500. We're going to match it, which is why we were going for $7,500. Well, my understanding is that this audience raised over $15,000 yesterday, and that does not include the $7,500 that the Landers Nissan dealership is going to kick in. All that to say, God bless you all. Uh, th- this is really a noble thing. Uh, that you've done. Uh, if you want to give, maybe you didn't have time, you can still give. Go to trinitysouthhaven.org, and uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. They say this is the most money they've ever raised, and that is because of your great generosity. Now, last night, it was a long day yesterday, folks. I didn't get home till about 1030 last night. Um, we had the big Mid-America Passion Play Gala. Governor Mike Huckabee was the keynote speaker. He drove down from uh, from Nashville, and we had a, a terrific visit. And he played, it was a huge crowd. He played along with the band, and they did a, a lot of numbers. Um, and that was uh, pretty spectacular. Um, and uh, then Elvis came out. And I'm not sure what role Elvis is playing in the Passion Play, uh, but apparently Elvis was there and did a terrific job, uh, sang a couple of tunes. Priscilla Presley was there and uh, sang some songs as well, and we just had a great time. So it's always good when conservatives get together, uh, people of faith get together. We had a great time, great meal, and raised, folks, get this, something like a quarter of a million dollars, and it's an all-volunteer force to put on the Mid-American Passion Play, but thousands of people are going to be coming to Memphis to see uh, the passion story, the passion of the Christ uh, put together on stage at Mid America Seminary. So anyway, good, great job, you. That's that's all I'm saying is great job. All right, um, let's go to the phones here. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's start in North Carolina. James, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, James. What's going on? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to work right now, but I got a couple of minutes. Yeah, I want to talk to what, what you're talking about, the Republican Party right now. Um, they have a very, um, just a lack of leadership going on right now. And it's hard to find, uh, a, really, a, a true leader, and they're just kind of weak. And I just don't understand why they, there's a lot of fighting 
within the party, within the House. Um, they're more concerned about that than trying to get things done, it seems like. And if they would just maybe try to concentrate on trying to run on some of the policies that were successful for, for Trump, uh, maybe that would help some. And I'm I'm unaffiliated with either party right now, to tell you the truth. Um, but I vote Republican because I'm a conservative. But like I said, um, I'm, I'm disappointed in the people that are consider themselves candidates right now. And the only one that can do what Trump does is, is Trump. I don't think anybody else could take care of this country as a Republican but, but Donald Trump. I don't trust Nikki Haley because I think she turned against him, and she pretty much blamed him for the January 6th riots. And Kelly Leffler turned against him after he went down there to Georgia and had a big fundraising event for her. And so there's just too much backbiting and too much fighting, and there's not enough uh, pulling together with the Republican Party for them to get anything done. James, look, I I don't disagree with a single thing you said. And and as a matter of fact, Nikki Haley, uh, she's really getting a little squirrely. Um, By the way, there's some video that surfaced of Nikki Haley actually praising Hillary Clinton and talking about what a great role model Hillary Clinton is. Let me just say, I don't care who you are, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. But if Hillary Clinton's your role model, I don't want you anywhere near the White House. No, no. No. All right, no. James, good call, and uh, you be safe heading off to work, sir, and thank you for listening to the program. Uh, before we go to uh, Susie in, in Georgia, I want to play some Nikki Haley audio. So Nikki Haley is out there now saying that the first thing she's going to do when she she gets elected, she puts her hand on the, the Holy Bible and uh, takes the oath, the first order of business is to go after people like cat turd, on on twitter and you might be thinking wait what what cat cat feces no no not cat feces cat turd uh cat turd is a very popular twitter account uh cat turd very conservative was just in nashville over the weekend uh doing a big event with john rich and uh it was really funny to see the sign outside the uh, the venue uh rich rich and turd uh it's <laughs> it's very confusing um, but anyway, Nikki Haley says that she wants to ban all of you people from social media if you are not using your real name. I, I No, I'm not making this up. She says it's a matter of national security. Cut 14. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. So I, how do you guys feel about this? Because she's saying that people like Cat Turd and Gooey Buns 1028 uh, that you guys are a threat to national security. So if you use uh, some sort of a fake name on social media, that you are a national security threat. And by the way, she doubled down on this, cut number 15. 
they need to verify every single person on their outlet because and I want it by name. Because when what about you, Smug? Does he does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses. But I want everybody's name. All right, um, <laughs> this is nuts. By the way, she has the same opinion on this as the governor of New York State does, Kathy Hochul, and she actually has a division of state government that tracks down and follows people's social media postings. Folks, I'm I'm terrified to have Nikki Haley anywhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I'm I'm serious. There is something not quite right with Nikki Haley and this. Somebody has clearly been after her on social media, and they've been using a fake name, and they've been coming after her. No, it's not Vivek Ramaswamy, but he is coming after her. All right, let's uh, take some calls here. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Susie in Gainesville, Georgia, WDUN, our great station there. Hi, Susie, what's going on? Hey, Todd, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How's the foot? It's getting better. (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) Well, that's good. Todd, I am so disappointed in Speaker Johnson. Talk to me, Susie. What, What makes, why are you disappointed? Because I thought he was going to be for we the people, and that he was going to take some of this money away from the Democrats, and not give Biden every penny he wants. And I called his office a while ago and told him God how I felt. Oh, so you called the you called the Speaker's office? I did. And what did they tell you? They said, "Thank you for calling. I'll pass this message on to the Speaker." Hmm. Very interesting, Susie. I, I, I I'm I am very I'm with you. I'm very disappointed. Uh, in in the speaker and where things are going in the early stages here. That's not to say yeah. he can't turn it around. Look, I get it. He's going to make mistakes, but this was a big one. Uh, yeah. Moving forward with the continuing resolution, that was a big mistake. Yes, and I, my thing was, Todd, shut her down. Shut it down. I, you know, shut the country down. wouldn't hurt me. Susie, oh, I, I, got, I hear you. Go ahead. I've got plenty of food, and I can go out and... My husband can kill a deer, and we'll be just all right. All right. Supper at Susie's house, ladies and gentlemen. If it goes south, Susie, we're heading over. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm just, and Republicans just make me sick now, Todd. I know. I know. It's, look, it's, we have been through this before, Susie. This is not something new. Um, we know that the Republicans are going to disappoint us. That's That's what they do. Uh, by and large, and you hate to say this, but by and large, they are not people of their word. And they need to be a political party that earns our trust. And I think that's the problem here, Susie. There has been a breach of trust between the Republican Party and what they promised us, the voters. Right. Well, they won't get one penny of me, but I might send my favorite president, Donald J. Trump, money personally, but not the Republican Party. Susie, I love it. That is a terrific idea. All right, good hearing from you, ma'am, and let me know when the the deer jerky is ready. I'll be down for that. Uh, Let's go to New Jersey. Vito on the line. Hi, Vito. What say you? I just want to talk about that. Yeah, Todd, I wanted to touch upon what that caller uh, spoke about earlier about President Trump's 
uh, social media postings about his sister's passing. Okay, but we're not going to talk about that. Vito, appreciate the call. And uh, again, folks, 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Coming up a little bit later on, uh, folks, John Cooper from Skillet's going to be here. I really like this guy. Has a brand new book out called Wimpy, Weak, and Woke, How Truth Can Save America from Utopian Destruction. So um, that is going to be a fun conversation. Also, Congressman Andy Biggs uh, going to talk about what happened with Mayorkas, the continuing resolution. And he also offered some amendments to protect Christian colleges. And uh, we'll get to we'll get to that as well. But I want to go back to this story about Nikki Haley. And by the way, Ron DeSantis not moving the needle at all. At what point, if you're Ron DeSantis, do you say, you know what, that's it. We, we've tried it we, as best we can. I'm hanging up the boots, and I'm going back to, I don't know, sensible loafers. At what point do you decide that as, as a candidate? Because you know it's the wife who is really the motivating force in that in that relationship. And I think the here here's what it is. I think the wife, the wife, Mrs. DeSantis, she wants the job more than her husband wants the job. I think that's really it. I don't think he wants it. I think he would have been content. I, I think DeSantis is a smart guy. And I think DeSantis, in his heart of hearts, he knew that that this was not going to be his time, that 2028 was going to be his time. But the missus, she's all in, and she sees a path here for for the husband. So every single night, they're sitting at the governor's mansion, and she's serving him the, I don't know, the mac and cheese and the tuna casserole, and he can't even enjoy a nice, quiet meal because she's telling him, you got to run for president. You got to run for president. Why can't you be taller? (laughs) No, I'm just, I, I don't know that's what was said. I'm just imagining, if you would, radio is theater of the mind. Oh, by the way, I um, I got a note. Where is <laughs> I get a lot of emails uh, from you folks, and I'm very glad to get these emails. By the way, but NewsGuard, uh, this is the the number one NewsGuard is the number one um sort of fact checker, and they're far leftist. These people are really, really bad people. And anyway, I um, I got a note from the NewsGuard people, and they're very upset with me now, and they're calling me out. <laughs> I mean, this is great stuff. They're they're calling me out because I referred to Michelle Obama as Michelle Hussein Obama, <laughs> and uh, they're telling me it is factually incorrect. That's what they're telling me, that my... <laughs> These people can't take a joke. I, I wish they could, but they cannot take a joke. Lord love them. It's really, it's really a shame. But anyway, now they're threatening to um, to penalize our website uh, because we do not we do not categorize our copy as opinion based. Well, it's it's not opinion based. It's fact based. And if you've got a problem with it. I'm wondering if we should post this uh, this gal's name, who reached out to us from NewsGuard. I wonder if we should if we should expose these people. 
What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Should we expose these people for who they really are? Should we go ahead and announce on the radio program, I've got the woman's telephone number. I've got her email address. What do you, you know what? I thought about doing it, but maybe I'm, I'm going to let you guys weigh in on this. Should we expose this radical leftist who's targeting conservative websites? And by the way, NewsGuard is also getting your tax money. So they're using my tax money as well to attack me. It's been all over the, all over Capitol Hill because people are very alarmed at the power that the people who operate NewsGuard have. So I will, I will let you decide whether or not we should out this woman's name. Our telephone number again is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Oh, you know it's going it, to... It, that, if we share this information with the public, all you know what is going to break loose. But maybe it should. Maybe we should pull a Mark Wayne Mullen. Maybe that's what we ought to do here. Just pull a Mark Wayne Mullen on these leftist agitators, the people like Media Matters, the people like NewsGuard, and all these other so-called fact-checking organizations that are basically progressive leftists who want to silence conservative speech. So we're going to take some of your calls on this uh, coming up in the uh, in the next hour. As a matter of fact, we will go right to the phones. Our telephone number again, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Anxious to hear your thoughts on this one, folks. Hang tight. Hour three coming up. John Cooper, Congressman Andy Biggs on the Newsmax TV show. We're just getting started, America. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us today. And, uh, folks, we're going to have a little bit of fun uh, this hour of the program. Because we are going to teach the people at NewsGuard a lesson. So NewsGuard is one of the nation's uh, largest, if not the largest, fact-checking organization. And they are run by a a bunch of far-left lunatics. Uh, These are very bad people. Former New York Times people, former Obama administration officials. And their job is to lurk, lurk about in the interwebs, and to target conservative websites. And what they want to do is take our content off of the websites. Uh, they, they want to punish conservative uh, news organizations, and we are one of them. Now, I want to tell you something about ToddSterns.com. And uh, again, this uh, this goes to all of our brand-new viewers and listeners on Newsmax 2. You may not be aware, but our website is an award-winning website. Uh, We have won prominent national journalism awards. Yes, we are rock-solid conservative, but we do good journalism. And and that's something that that, that I believe is very important. I want to make sure that when we put a story out, 
that you are getting factually accurate information. And let's get real for a second here, folks. There's a lot of information, a lot of news coming from conservative websites that simply is not true and it is not accurate. And so we work very hard at doing that. And as a result, uh, many of our um, staff have won awards and have been recognized for doing good journalism. But we also do a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. And I want to read this to you. We, we got pegged by this group called NewsGuard. And uh, this, I'm, I'm trying to figure out here if I should name the person and if I should give out her, her telephone number because she asked me to call because you're about to do a hit piece. And I'm just curious if we ought to do that. I'm going to give out our number. We're going to go to the phones here in just a second, but I want to read what she wrote first. Our telephone number, by the way, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. Anyway, it starts out very innocently enough. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is, oh, I almost said her name. I'm going to wait and let you guys decide if I should say her name. Good afternoon. I am a senior analyst with NewsGuard. Our company rates news and information websites for credibility and transparency based on objective, nonpartisan criteria. Well, that's a flat-out ball-faced lie, ladies and gentlemen, because they're radical leftist lunatics. She goes on to say, our rating process and criteria can be found here, blah, blah, blah. We are updating our review of ToddSterns.com, and I had a few questions about the site regarding some misleading information, unlabeled opinion, and corrections. Number one, I noticed some misleading information in a story about potential candidates for U.S. president. A September 2023 piece titled The Path for Michelle Obama to Enter the Presidential Race, and you referenced her as Michelle Hussein Obama. However, the former first lady's full name is Michelle LaVon Robinson Obama, and she told Oprah she would never run for president. Oh, really? You're going to use Oprah as a source, ma'am? That's your source, Oprah? Do you have any comment about this? Or would anyone at the site have a moment to speak with me about this very troubling issue? They, they're they literally horrified that I called Michelle Hussein Obama, Michelle Hussein Obama. Then she went on. I noticed another story. You say parental rights are under assault. Why was this not categorized as opinion? What's wrong with you, sir? Well, ma'am, I don't believe that to be opinion. I do believe that parental rights are under assault and that our public school classrooms have been turned into radical indoctrination centers for the sex and gender revolutionaries. And if you've got a problem with it, then you, ma'am, are the problem. Oh, and this is my favorite one. I understand ToddStarns.com has issued corrections to its articles in previous years. but I, And let me stop here. She's absolutely correct here. As a matter of fact, we don't do it the weaselly way that the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Urinal do it. No, no, no. When we make a mistake, which is rare, but when we make a mistake, we post that mistake and the correction at the very top of the article. That's something that I believe in doing. Because you know what? You're going to make mistakes. Everybody makes a mistake. That's not the problem. The problem is hiding the mistake. So we put that information at the top of if there is a correction that needs to be made, well, I tell our team, let's post that at the very top of the piece, and we apologize because we want to be accurate in what we do. 
She goes, I understand that ToddStearns.com has issued corrections to his articles in previous years, but I had trouble finding a correction in the past year. Hmm. I might have simply missed one, but could you point me to an article with a transparent correction in the past year? Well, madam, there's a reason why there are no corrections posted on ToddStarns.com for the year of our Lord, 2023, because there were no corrections needed, ma'am. It's true. We've just got good writers employed. What do you want me to do? So now they're coming after us for being accurate. That's the problem. Then she goes on to say, as a reminder, we incorporate quotes from our correspondents in our published reviews. So this conversation should be considered on the record. So there you go. So she wants this conversation to be on the record. This is very fascinating. So here's what we're going to do. Um, Dylan, I'm going to send you this individual's telephone number, and I want us to call her right now, and we're going to try to get her on the air. And I'm going to be more than happy since we're on the record. I mean, she's the one that put us on the record. And uh, we're going to get this person on. Dylan, I'm sending you her name as well. Uh, But we're not going to release that information just yet. But I want to see if she'll come on the radio program, and maybe she can tell all of America we can have this conversation on the radio. All right, so let me know what she says. Uh, In the meantime, I'm curious. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Angie in Gainesville, Georgia. All right, Angie, what do you think I ought to do here? I think you ought to be unique like you've always been. You've always done your fact check. And if you do not oust this woman and put her name and her phone number out there and call her out, then you're no different than anyone else. So you think I need to call her out. so So you think I should call her out, Angie? I do. I absolutely do. The truth will set everyone free. And everybody in this world knows that in any common sense, that Biden is not running this country, Obama and Michelle are. And no Democrat has been put under the gun. Hillary should be in jail, but we've got Trump going to jail. And Benghazi and all that stuff that happened, if you don't let that woman's name out and that phone number out, you are no different. And, and you're not defending yourself. You are fact-checking. Oh. And that's what we all depend on you for, Mr. Starnes. That's what we look up to you for. Angie, this is good. This is good intel, and thank you for that. Hang tight, um, because we're going to make a decision based on what you, the great listeners of this radio program, want. And I I have it right in front of me, and I've got her email address, too. Um, and again, she's on the record, so everything is on the record here. So we're doing as she has instructed us to do. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Moorhead City, North Carolina, uh, listening to us on the talk station. Jerry, what should I do here? You should expose her, Todd. You should put her name out there and her phone number. These lefties are big whiners until they get confronted with the lies that they say. They're, they, which is what I would also do is send her a couple packs of diapers. <laughs> because these, these people Uggies. are whiners, whiners, whiners. The whole world's against them. Go for it, buddy. Give out her name and give out her phone number, and Moorhead City, North Carolina's right behind you on this one. All right, Jerry, appreciate that call. And and I will say this. Um, about a year ago, 
you know, and it, and that bothered me. They gave us some sort of a red mark as if we had done something wrong. And so I, it, it was a process of a couple of months, but you know, every now and again, you just get a bee in your bonnet, as they say in South Carolina. Have you, has that ever happened to you guys? And, and that really started gnawing at me. And, um, so I, 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 I spent about three months trying to track down human beings at NewsGuard to find out why they had a problem with my website, which is clearly, if you go to our website and you go to the about page, you're going to see everything there is to know about us. You are going to know exactly where we are coming from with our news and information. And anybody who has read my writings knows what I meant when I wrote Michelle Hussein Obama. Everybody knows that. No, no, Dylan, I, no, I said Michelle, not Michael. Please don't go down that path. Not today. Not on this story. No, not. So, so anyway, I, I'm getting distracted. So anyway, I, I finally reached out to somebody and they, they ran down the list of all the things they said were wrong with the page and they were all incredibly subjective. And there were some things that I said I was pretty dogmatic about, but there were others. And, and again, if this was going to prevent us from getting advertising dollars, and by the way, we exist on advertising dollars. That's why we don't charge you for anything we do. Uh, we're one of the few conservative websites out there. We don't charge you for the podcast. We don't charge you for the newsletter because we have sponsors that pick up the tab. So anyway, I said, well, you know, some of these things are fairly subjective, so I'm willing to make this change or that change. But here's the problem, and, and I learned this lesson the hard way, folks. Once you go down that path with these people, they own you, and they will never let up. And I'm drawing the line here. And I don't care if we get a red mark from NewsGuard, because honestly, I don't think you people care if we have a red mark from NewsGuard. Uh, let's go to Norman in Statesville, North Carolina. Norman, what should I do here? Well, I want to say the same thing I said for years to one of my favorites before you, and that was Rush, and I'm saying ditto to everything they're saying. <laughs> uh, so you say, um, I've got to out this woman. Yes, sir. All right. Whatever it takes. Well, Norman, I appreciate I appreciate that. Uh, Dylan, turn your microphone on. How are we doing getting a hold of um, the senior analyst at NewsGuard Technologies? Not going well so far. I'll did did she answer the phone? She, she didn't answer. She did not answer the we, phone. We've tried. All right. Did we leave a message? <laughs> yes, we All left right. a message. We left a message. So we're going to – and tell her we'd love to have this conversation on yeah. the air. She wants to be on the record. And she, as a matter of fact, for me to reply – she will post my reply in the public record. So I say, fine, you're going to play this game, lady. Let's play the game on national television, on Newsmax 2 and the Todd Starnes radio show nationally um, as well. So let's have that conversation. All right, we're going to take a break, and I'm, I'm hearing from you. I'm going to make a decision this half hour. And then when I give you this information, and I've got her email address and I have her telephone number, I expect you to send her an email and uh, give her a telephone call and let her know what you think about NewsGuard bullying conservative websites. All right, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. This is great. 901-260-5926. You know what? We're standing up to the bully today, ladies and gentlemen, and that's always fun because we believe bullies to be cowards here on the Todd Charge Radio Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Welcome to all of our Newsmax viewers. Uh, by the way, uh, for the third hour of our national radio show is now simulcast on Newsmax 2 
And we're honored to have so many great, great Newsmax friends uh, joining our conversation today. And uh, I'm, I'm facing a, a, a dilemma, I suppose. A, um, it's, it's not a moral dilemma. It's, I, I'm in a bit of a, um, of a pickle. I, I'm coming under attack by this group called NewsGuard, uh, which is run by a guy named Steve Brill. You got to Google this guy. He's got some weird stuff uh, in his um, in his background, uh, but Brill uh, runs this radical left-leaning so-called fact-checking organization. Uh, the Federalists just did a big expose on these guys, and now they're coming after us. And I got this nasty email, and I've been told that my reply is officially on the record. So I figure what better place to provide my reply than right here on my, my own program. Uh, but I want to know, should I share the information or not? Uh, this individual who is um, about to crank down and censor our page. So our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Let's go to Sacramento. Livingston is on the line. Livingston, what say you? I say no. And the reason why, I'm over 70. I've been in business. I follow politics very closely. And looking and catching what the first thing that came to my mind was, you put that information out there, you've exposed yourself to a lot more than just being harassed by these people. Really? You think so? With, yeah, because if you put that information out there and something happens to that individual because of you putting the information out, you're going to be law, uh, liable for a lawsuit or worse. So I would say no. As long as you keep yourself true as you are, presenting the facts, as you are, and if somebody re- complains, you say, gee whiz, sorry about that, because America seems to be forgiving of murderers. I can't imagine him not being forgiving of someone using someone's name incorrectly. Now, Livingston, I, you sound like, you sound like a, a good church-going lady here. You sound like a person, you, you've got a moral center, and, and I completely respect that. But let me, let me just throw this at you. What if this, and because this, this organization wants to put me out of business, they want to run me out of business. So at that point, don't I have a responsibility not to give out the person's private information, but to give out the person's office email or the office telephone number? Don't, would I not be in the right to do something like that? So they're looking for funding. Trust me. They're looking for funding, and if they can take you down to get the kind of funding they want, that's okay. But oh, guess who's the one that gets really hurt? Is the one we, the listeners, that get hurt. I say no. I say absolutely no. Do not follow that pathway. Well, Livingston, this is good advice. This is good advice you're sharing here. By the way, uh, Livingston, I have to tell you, I spent about a year and a half, two years in beautiful Sacramento, and worked for KFBK. So good people like Kitty O'Neill and Tom Sullivan, good people there in Sacramento. There's also bad people in Sacramento. Well, this is true. We're not discussing bad people. We're discussing protecting the we're discussing the protection of the right to speak out as an American and a publication like yourselves are responsible to bring us the truth. And if you let a small company like these people, they want to be big business. They want millions of dollars worth of sponsors. 
So they're going to try to take down as many people as they can to try to get sponsorship from other companies. They don't care about you. They, they don't care. If you make a mistake in it, saying someone's name, uh, gee whiz, this is the United All States of America. All right. Living, so we got to leave it there. We're coming up on a break. But anyway, it is good. Thank you for calling, and uh, we appreciate that, Livingston. And look, this is, it, it's, it's a fair argument she has. I don't think they can sue us because they're trying to shut us down here. And again, she's on the record. So, well, there you go. We'll we'll see how it plays out. All right, got to take a break here, folks. This is the Todd Stern Show. This is the face I hate the other side of me. Out of this cage, he breaks to take the light from me. Tell me, tell me, tell me I'm not crazy. There's a psycho in my head. I'm closer to the edge. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy to have you with us uh, today. A lot going on all over America, but we've got to take a break from the crazy chaos in Washington uh, to talk to our next guest. He is an incredible musician, uh, the lead vocalist of one of my favorite bands, Skillet, host of an incredible podcast called Cooper Stuff. We're talking today on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line with our good buddy, John Cooper, Got a brand new book out called Wimpy Week and Woke. John, hope you're doing well today. Hey, Todd. How you doing, brother? You know, I'm I'm doing well, John. And I got to tell you, one of the reasons I, I love you is that you and I write books about things we're not supposed to really talk about in, in, polite, in polite society these days. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're speaking the, speaking the uh, unspoken, apparently. And every time me and you talk, you know, I, I mean, I think maybe next time we chat, the world won't be so crazy. Maybe people will come to their senses. Maybe the church will wake up and remember what it's like to actually follow Christ. Maybe Americans will realize we really do live in the greatest country on earth. And then, nope, it gets weirder. It gets weirder every time we talk, man. It's, it's insane. And I, I keep going back to what happened yesterday up on Capitol Hill. And some people think this is a bad thing, but I I think it may actually be for the better when you've got Mark Wayne Mullen, the senator from Oklahoma, and there was a guy, a union boss, the Teamster union boss, testifying there, and he'd been calling him every name out of the book for, for months on social media, and he he threatened, he challenged the guy, and so the senator says, all right, you want to do it? Let's go outside and let's get it on. And again... <laughs> You know, you and I know this as as fellow Southerners. You don't go after a guy who's got two first names in, from Oklahoma. You don't do that. That's not a good thing. But to your point, you've got a you've got a, a piece up on the Daily Caller, and it's based on the the premise of the book. And you point out that our society is being run by wimpy, weak, and and, and woke. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, that's the title of the new book, Wimpy Week and Woke, and uh, people can go to my website to buy it. It's the only place you can get it at the moment, uh, which is johnlcooper.com. I mean, here's the thing, man. Everything that's going on, whether we're talking about the crazy stuff with Israel and, or, or even the reaction. So it's not just the crazy you know, massacre that happened. It's the crazy reaction. College kids in America cheering on Hamas. I mean, a lot of people are scratching their heads saying, how could this possibly happen? Some of my Jewish friends um, are, who are actually, I would call them center-left. I don't know if they've ever voted for a Republican, but they're not 
They're not progressives. They're just center left. They're for the first time since I've ever known them saying, what's going on in colleges? You know, and I'm thinking, how can you not know what's happening in colleges? But whether it's those reactions or whether it's the fact that, you know, a lot of people's kids are coming home from school with gender unicorns and stuff, being told there's 32 genders and all sorts of stuff or drag queens coming to their schools to teach them. Every single thing that happens in America is really within this rubric of seeing the world through a lens of what I would call and you would call neo-Marxism, but it's this idea that there are oppressors and there are oppressed people and Christians or just people that maybe aren't religious, but still the people who still like America, they have to understand that, that that worldview, it's not only not a Christian worldview, that is not a Western worldview. That is not a Western civilization thing. That is not a, any sort of enlightenment worldview. All of that is to do with an anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-Western civilization worldview that redefines who is oppressed. And so I go through in the book, I say, what does it mean to be wimpy? What does it mean to be weak? What does it mean to be woke? And it's not for the purpose of yelling at people. It's for the purpose of saying we are going to lose this country and things are going to get bad for everybody. The last thing I'll say about it, a lot of Christian people, I cannot understand them. I mean, they rebuke me every week. They rebuke me for saying things that, like you said, things that you say that are just clearly true. And I think that they think that me and you, Todd, that we just want to win an argument and we want to shove our opinions on someone else. And I keep saying to my Christian friends like this, like, don't you understand that if the utopians and the Marxists and the socialists, if they take over, you do understand that life is going to be terrible for the Christian and the non-Christian alike. We are all going to be equal and we're going to equally suffer. It's going to be bad for everybody. So if you think that, that this is just some sort of weird Christian nationalism or authoritarian thing, you're just not paying attention because when the, once they are teaching all of our all of our children, Christian, non-Christian alike, when they're teaching all of our children that they can change their gender by the day, I mean, you're talking about the end of all things. It's absolute insanity. And you know, you you mentioned the uh, the pro Hamas marches uh, in the streets of American cities, and and you've got a, a lot of these gay rights groups that are out there marching alongside. The very people, if they were in those countries, would be thrown off of buildings uh, because uh, they yes. were LGB or T. And it's just mind-boggling. And you do wonder, is this being done out of ignorance? Are they lemmings just following the crowd? Or are they that stupid? Well, I'll tell you what, Todd, you nailed it. And in my book, I really I explain this very thoroughly. And just so people understand what kind of book it is, um, it's got 650 footnotes. So I'm quoting the original people. I'm quoting the utopians whether it's Hegel, Marx, Freud, um, the critical theorists, all these people behind all this stuff. And what's, what I'm pointing out is that it really is a spiritual movement that they believe in. Now, they're all atheists except for Hegel, but the rest of them are all atheists, but it is incredibly mystical. They truly believe that they are creating a new man. You know, Karl Marx called it the Superman. Um, Nietzsche is known for calling it the Ubermensch. Uh, and it, which is the Superman base. We're going to create a new kind of human being who never suffers. That human being is never going to want anything that he doesn't have because life is going to be made perfect. And you do that by creating this coalition of the oppressed. So that is why you've got queers for Palestine in America marching 
for, for Palestine, even though they would not be allowed to live now, in, in, in the Gaza Strip. And you say, well, why are they supporting that? Don't they know that if, if, if the Palestinians win or if Iran gets power or something like that, you know they're coming after America next and you will not be able to exist. Um, but they don't really care because they truly believe as a spiritual, religious presupposition that if the oppressed can overthrow the oppressors, it doesn't matter if, if they have different agendas. Somehow, magically, it's all going to work out. Just like, as you know, that Lenin and, and, and these people in Russia, oh. they really truly believe yeah. it's just magically going to work out. And as soon as we have the revolution, the, you know, the Russian revolution, the Bolsheviks and whatnot, people are not going to be hungry anymore. <laughs> Everyone's starving to death. And, and, and Lenin saying, you need to learn to live with less. You don't need food. <laughs> John, let's jump in here in, in our remaining few minutes because, yeah, you, you've identified the problem, but you also say there is there is a path forward that can, can lead to a hopeful future for uh, the country instead of this, uh, what did you call it, the uh, utopian destruction that, that awaits the country if we're on the current trajectory. So what is, what is that truth? What is that, what is that salvation for America? Well, you know, I do lay it out in a couple of different ways, and I think that they're, they're both pertinent. Um, it, but I think it, it takes an understanding, and I, I especially feel frustrated with, with my fellow Christians, my brothers and sisters who I love, who are trying so hard to win the world that they, 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 um, they run away from, from the fact that America was founded on Christianity, Judeo-Christian beliefs. You don't have to be a Christian to believe that. And lots of people didn't, you know, and, and so I wish that they would understand that because a lot of the things in America that we took for granted were actually Christian principles. So you don't have to be a Christian to read the book is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to be religious to understand the book. There's basically saying that if we go back to the moral principles of the Bible, then it's actually a pretty easy solution. If we're talking about individual rights and we're talking about freedom, freedom of speech freedom of religion, freedom to associate. Um, it's saying no to the government when they want to shut down the church for good, but open up casinos and strip clubs and abortion clinics and marijuana dispensaries. That, that is a wicked thing for the government to do. They do not have that power in, from the Constitution, and they do not have that power from my That's standard, right. which is the Bible. So there really is an answer here, but I think that it's found in our moral confidence Actually, you know, Shelby Steele said something similar in his book, White Guilt, uh, which is an amazing book. But he's saying the same thing, like, we got to go back to our moral confidence in the principles of this country, and for people like me and you, in the principles of the Bible, um, because those principles obviously work. And right now, the fad in Christianity is to, and I call it being wimpy, being wimpy means that you never want to hurt somebody's feelings. You want to be so tolerant that you never say something that's true. And that's a fad in Christianity. And, and a lot of those Christians, they're, they're well-meaning Christians. They think they're going to reach more people by not saying things that are true. And so they will not speak out against drag queens in schools. They will not speak out against drag queens in public uh, libraries. They will not speak out against gender theory being taught to kindergarten gardeners and and they will not speak up for israel even now i don't know if you've noticed that but a lot of christians refuse to speak up for israel and i I just can't even believe it so we have to gain back our moral confidence know that the bible is true 
and I give a lot of I, I give a lot of uh, of examples of how to do that in the book, and um, and I, I really hope that it gives people moral confidence in in the foundations of America, which I believe are Judeo Christian ethics. And and lastly, I hope that it's good for a lot of parents. I'm a parent, and a lot of my friends who are parents of young kids call me and they go, "Man, what what is going on? My kids came home with this thing. I don't understand it." And I have to explain to them where it comes from, whether it's from white privilege, critical race theory, queer theory, and all of those things are discussed in the book. So I think that is a good gift for for young parents. Folks, uh, you can get a copy at johnlcooper.com. That's johnlcooper.com. And uh, this, look, I've read everything that John's written, and it's just really good stuff. Uh, John, always good having you on. Congratulations, and uh, let's hope for a bestseller here. Well, thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me on, and and, uh, keep up the good work. All right, you too, my friend. Uh, John Cooper, everybody, the lead singer of Skillet. Uh, By the way, if you don't have their music, you got to get the music. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, As a matter of fact, what was it, a couple of days ago, I was out doing the the promenade over at Shelby Farms. That's where I normally hang out after the the show. And um, about an 80-year-old speedwalker came zooming by, and you got to watch out for those speedwalkers, folks. Anyway, a speedwalker was listening to Skillet, eighty years old, listening to Skillet. Uh, whatever gets you, whatever gets you going in the park, I'm telling you, folks. All right, uh, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, going right to the phones. By the way, our, our our next hour of the show is the Todd Stearns TV show, and you can watch that on all of Newsmax's digital platforms. Our number nine zero one two six zero five nine two six coming up. Our good friend Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here uh, talking about what happened last night with that insane vote. Also, uh, he's going to talk about an amendment that he has filed to protect Christian colleges across America. We're going to be taking your calls as well. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Right. Welcome back, everybody. I hope uh, hope you go, you guys are doing well out there. It's been a long day. What can I say? I have to tell you, I had to. Uh, I've been giving you an update on the um, these uh, heart procedures I'm going through, um, and it's really nothing to worry about. Uh, just have a brand new cardiologist who's a great guy and uh, happens to be a fellow conservative and a a huge huge Sebastian Gorka fan. Uh, but I don't hold that against. I'm just kidding. We love we love Doctor Gorka and Relief Factor. Um, so uh, so anyway, um, I was at the doctor. I had to get the. Um, uh, if you guys have had one of these echoes before, and they uh, they take pictures of your heart and all this kind of stuff, and uh, they've got a new way of doing that, and uh, they they give you this injection, and it basically lights up your heart like it's um it's a lightning bug. And so they were going through the checklist. Uh, Mr. Starnes, you don't have any allergies, do you? And you know how it is with these things. I always say, no, not at all. By the way, they have community coffee in the doctor's office, which is pretty nice. So it, so in case they give you bad news, at least you're getting a good cup of coffee. So it, it is what it is. So anyway, I'm like, no, no allergies. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's just get this over with so I can get over to the news bunker and get ready for the Newsmax show. So they um, they load me up with this stuff, and it I don't know what it is, but it hit me like right. I'm sort of like um, in a fog right now, but um, I, I'm all good at everything. But um, yeah, that's it. But um, otherwise, very nice people. The nurse though, they were doing the procedure, and she says, "Are you a Swifty?" 
And I said, am I a what? And I thought she was talking to me, but I didn't realize there was another nurse. And uh, they were having a conversation over the the corpse in front of them, the corpse being yours truly. And uh, they were having a big conversation about whether or not they were Taylor Swift fans. And I thought they were talking to me. And uh, I said, no, I said, no, I'm not. And what would give you the impression that I'm a Taylor Swift fan? Jeez, Aloo, come on. (sighs) All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, William in Statesville, North Carolina, WSIC. All right, William, what do I need to do here? Do I need to out this person from NewsGuard? It's going to take a lot more than that young lady or whatever she is that's trying to take you out of the game, Todd. And the only one that's going to take you out of the game is you, yourself. And I think you ought to just, like, take that lady out there in california's advice and take my advice and don't do it because it's going to play itself out and you're going to go on and and fight the fight like you've been doing and she'll go away well this is look this is fair advice um i I think i'm going to respond on social media and uh, if folks you know and again this is this is a company that is funded with our tax dollars and it is absolutely unacceptable that our tax money is being used to silence conservatives. And I'm not the only website uh, they've come after, but I think it's time for conservatives to fight back. And I've got no problem with that, William. I've got no problem with fighting back and doing it in an appropriate way. If she would have said, hey, look, we need to talk to you off the record. We have some questions about your website. I've got no problem with that. But to send a threatening letter and then to say, uh, your response to us, we're going to publish that response, even if it's howdy-do, yeah, I've got a bigger problem with that. But, William, I will take your thoughts into consideration as well. And I would encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to check out my Twitter feed and to act accordingly with the uh, last couple of tweets I posted there. All right, coming up, folks, we've got a great a great TV show. Uh, you're gonna We're going to have a great conversation with Congressman Andy Biggs coming up in just a matter of moments. Also, head over to the website and sign up for our free stuff. And we've got some great free stuff, including our awesome newsletter and podcast. Uh, These are ways to get around the far-left censors that are out there on places like NewsGuard, Facebook, and um, some of the other uh, social media platforms. hate to say it, but even Twitter gets a little squirrely. But we love free speech, and we'd love for you to hang out with us over at ToddStarns.com. All right, that is going to wrap things up for today, folks. I want to thank all of our great guests. You guys have been a lot of fun today. Hey, by the way, coming up later this week, we've got Open Line Fridays, so a chance for you to talk about whatever you would like to talk about. That'll be coming up on Friday. Tomorrow, another round of great guests as well. And again, stay tuned for the Todd Stearns TV show exclusively on Newsmax 2. You say, Todd, where can I watch that? All you have to do is go to Newsmax.com and look at the video on the right-hand side, and you'll be able to see it there. All right, hang tight, everybody, and you be good, America.